0: SHUT sure.
1: Welcome to another installment of show to v with Mike G, the show of life, the show of fast cars, the show of agave art, Venice Beach, and so much more. It is my absolute pleasure to share this conversation with Mr. Ron Cooper. has had such an impact in the world of art and, of course, created Del McGay. I'm not sure we would be here in the world of agave in the United States without his influence. He's a brilliant person, kind of like a shaman, and we recently recorded in the basement of the Esquire Tavern in San Antonio. This is a really amazing chat, and I cannot wait to see what you think. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this great chat with Mr. Ron Cooper.
0: i was andy Warhol. yeah he was so cool yeah yeah, he was a cool dude
1: the parties were very art forward aesthetically pleasing strange and all that stuff they were pretty normal really yeah it's kind of surprising yeah. actually yeah. and you had an art studio out in new york at that time right
0: i had a studio i had born barnett newman's old studio man he had died his wife annalee still had it uh there was up on high on the walls a, his blue poles a classic painting they're still over yeah. on the walls the oh no kidding blue. yeah
1: that's brilliant right. his his pieces were massive weren't they typically yeah they yeah, were like huge like Rothko kind of really big bigger than that were they, they were bigger? like
0: you know 10 feet 12 feet by 18 feet yeah. like that um uh, but I didn't get it from Barnett I got it from Dan Flavin okay you know who Flavin no, is no tell me about Dan Flavin is the guy that made the first uh really cool fluorescent uh fluorescent light art oh really yeah you know using eight yeah. foot tubes installing them color tubes sure. or white tubes or cool white tubes in spaces he was a very cool guy it was um one of the first part of minimalism minimal okay
1: yeah so that time i mean you're talking about some of the biggest players because you've got rothko newman Rauschenberg, too, was part of the Rauschenberg was a buddy of mine. Yeah, good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Jasper John's around the same time. Uh, Jasper
0: too, too? has a bronze uh, portrait of him in his entry hall. No kidding.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the thing is, is that you, it felt, you know, you've got this predilect. Like, you love fast cars, which is good. Very, Definitely. Like Steve McQueen kind of thing, right? Very, yeah, very. Yeah. Vantage point, is that what I'm thinking of? Is vanishing that? point yeah, yeah, in that movie. Point, yeah, That's yeah. a good chase scene. Definitely good car stuff. Mm-hmm. But then. You kind of had because there's so much to talk about right the, the high piece because the way that you were raised was a little more secular i guess you could say a little less rules as you kind of were going oh to grade yeah very stuff. open yeah do you think that that set kind of motion for you to say you know what i don't think there's a template to how i need to live this life i'm going to do it exactly how i want to do well, it thank
0: you you got it uh you know i spent my sixth seventh and eighth grade in the library yeah reading they had every National Geographic ever made, dude. So I went through those, old cars in there. Yeah, uh, all cultures, uh, progression of, uh, you know, the world uh, becoming industrialized, yeah, developing. Uh, it was a real education
1: for me. What was the first time that you think that you were? Because there's mentions of your first trip to Europe when you left high school early, you graduated, right? But. What do you think was the first time that you said to yourself, "I need to create"? I need to take whatever this. Oh, is and- I,
0: at thirteen, my best friend Siggy and I were going to be the greatest car builders in the world. Yeah, car customizers. And back then, they didn't have uh, model cars. Uh, you know, that were like hot the small. Bus. Yeah, they had ships and airplanes, and mm. we would cut up these plastic parts with jeweler saws and melt them and twist them and. Yeah. turn them into hot rods
1: oh that's cool
0: i just was telling uh fred uh on the way up here uh i asked my brother who's the family archivist I went, yeah. hey uh got any pictures of my early cars no cold as shit just really no well then six months later i get a, a email from him saying hey i just uh i just uh had all mom's uh super eight movies oh, cool transferred to uh video and guess what here's a 10 minute segment of you and your cars no way in the front walkway you know oh, that's so cool there's 20 cars it's all shaky you know out yeah. of focus and me and my friend siggy laying on the lawn with our flat top boogie haircuts uh-huh. from the 50s you know 1957 oh per
1: i mean there you go perfect and the
0: cars are exactly what i've got today are they the same style exactly
1: yeah did you have a i mean i know it's hard to say because cars in themselves is beautiful artwork especially in the 50s with the chevys and then you've got the stingray stuff coming out later right with with the corvette but what is one that to you really hangs in your mind as something so aesthetically well you should
0: remember don't you remember kooky kooky lend me your comb no what is that you don't one? remember that Wait, Sun no, uh. 77 sunset strip uh. the, there was a t bucket a model t pickup truck with okay. a shortened bed and a big hot chevy engine yeah cool he, flames metallic blue with flames yeah. painted on it. That's you know, it but then we left for uh after high school we left for europe and we stopped in new york and we went to all the Museums, yeah, and we went to the Cedar Bar, Cedar Tavern, where uh-huh. I met Franz Klein. I'm 18 years old, yes, and I, yeah. I went to these museums. And I went, oh, art. So I took a 50-year sidetrack. You know? Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> what did you, do you think that you were pretty because it sounds like the people that has have appreciated you throughout your career. You, know, you mentioned David Byrne, Dennis Hopper, Dean Stockwell too, which was a great favorite, yeah. one of my favorite actors. Why? What do you think it was that that brought you and allowed people to say man Ron we want you to be part of this thing we, we're we into you
0: well they're the same kind of people yeah we all we're American yeah you know we all grew up in nowhere and uh, we all uh, clawed our way out on our own ingenuity <laughs> yeah know? that's brilliant
1: yeah kind of the ambition in making your own path you well that's what America
0: allows yeah. you know as compared to anywhere else it's like the can-do spirit, you sure. know, it's like, that's what, who we are, it, you're and a, we cannot, we have to be real careful not to squash that,
1: yeah, yeah. do you, you know, let's take a sidetrack to the present a bit here, how are you feeling about that as a tenant, which I, I think making your own path, being a made woman, being a made man, I think these are things that are really important, do you think that that's a little more difficult now, the way that perhaps, feels like people are a little bit more polarized or at each well,
0: other, well, I'm buddy with a lot of guys that are Trumpies yeah. through racing. and uh-huh. uh, There's a responsibility. My family's always been Democrats and, and uh, there's a responsibility besides having the right to decide your own trajectory. Yeah. You have a responsibility for other people as well. Absolutely. You're not just by yourself and that's what's missing now is like you know uh this whole uh
1: what drown the swamp yeah right you know
0: come on man it's strange Uh, we have responsibility to other fellow humans
1: do you think you know because i think about the grit of 70s art and 70s cinema too right and it's funny because people say oh well stuff now is more violent It's, it's way more more offensive but you go look at some of that straw stuff. dogs yeah oh dude exactly Sam yes peckinpah for sure dustin hoffman great role for him but like do you think that we're actually things are way more sanitized now than they actually were back in the 80s and the 70s from an art perspective yeah
0: i think it's just very different you know yeah. i'm trying to look at uh art attitudes and you know there there was such a naivete back then yeah uh which is a really cool place to be sure i love being in a airspace that's not polluted you know that's right so you know you're back then in the 50s 60s 70s uh you know like i lived in uh venice beach okay from 69 to 82 and i was one of the pioneers of venice beach artists always move in and destroy everything do right? they really well <laughs> they make it livable oh got it. they make it interesting for everybody and then everybody comes in and then that's it fucks a good it point up, you a, you've seen austin now it's, it's yeah, almost un- no five years ago austin was a dream you yeah know, compared it's to totally what it is now.
1: To, it's funny yeah. to think that really at the core of it artists are ruining the city. Yeah. right we think it's gentrification which maybe to some extent it is but
0: well it is gentrification, but artists are the ones that lead the way. <laughs> I never can- thought about they're it. They're like canaries that. in the mind. Yeah. In the reverse. You yes. know? They just Draw go me. in and delight in it, and everyone else goes, oh, this is so cool. Let's do that.
1: <laughs> you know, I think about your, I could maybe call it a punk rock attitude about things. There's The way that you exited art school, unceremoniously, I guess you could say, that kind of spirit of fuck establishment in a way do you still have those kinds of threads was that a piece oh of yeah no yeah.
0: i'm an outlaw yeah gladly yeah um i don't even know what i'm doing right this second in terms of breaking laws but i'm always out
1: there yeah. <laughs> trying to get through the cracks <laughs> not yeah. apologizing right yeah, yeah, one yeah, bit yeah. of the way yeah how about the thread of love you know one of the things is beyond the passion for art and the passion for mezcal the obviously huge the bedrock of the, the new book i i notice a little bit of an absence this is in contrast to someone like tomas estes right yeah tomas talks about women all the time (laughs) but for you how has love been how has that motivated you yeah or moved you and inspired
0: um man i love women i'll tell you yeah um i've had a really great uh you know i'm 75 i have a great lifetime of beautiful women, yeah. you know, wonderful, wonderful, feminine. Um, and my partner, Sandra Lerner, now, and I have been together 27 years. That's we're amazing. not married. yeah. You know, we're completely illegal. And <laughs> <laughs> but we're together for 27 years.
1: So. Did You you know, speaking of marriage, right? Yeah. Did you ever feel the need? Because I know that you were married. You oh, I got married several times, yeah. yeah. But now, your attitude, do you see it adding value or any kind of change to... I think family
0: is beautiful last night at the terry allen concert it changed my life yeah in the way that i made art as a sole individual mm-hmm. and you know if you're working a print shop you have a t- assistants i have an assistant in my studio um but basically you're the author, you know you just make the piece right well i want I want to bring in family i mean i watched this this group with lloyd mains last night and you know uh, uh one of the sexton brothers oh, playing cool. guitar yeah. and this fantastic woman terry playing a uh, blues harp you know um dickie bowden on fiddle and yeah. mandolin. david byrne came in you know oh, man. i want to i want to make art that includes people yeah it's not solo so My art right now, from my point of view, is hot rods and racing, Mm -hmm. and we race the Baja in a car that holds three people. Oh, that's Uh, you know a thousand-mile Baja Uh off-road race, but there's a race that I've yet to run and build a car for, and it's called the Mexican Road Race Uh or the Carrera Panamericana, and it's six days, and you leave Tuxla Gutierrez, in the bottom of Mexico, and Mm -hmm. you finish up in some t- brownsville texas oh okay? gosh and so the race started in 1950 to show off the pan-american highway to mm-hmm. show that you could drive through mexico on paved roads well the fastest car that won was an 18 year old kid driving an Oldsmobile. oh
1: Blue. no kidding yeah
0: and the next fastest car was the hudson hornet
1: oh i don't know the hudson hornet yeah
0: the hudson hornet is amazing and i just got a hudson hornet oh cool so terry allen threatened to do the soundtrack for the car right well i'm going to include i'm going to put four seats in that car yeah i'm going to have three passengers and me we'll change over driving and we're just going to do this race you know yeah, together so it's
1: i like that did did you think that you started out maybe more solitarily as an artist and i
0: was always uh yeah i
1: was always uh uh solitary person yeah. yeah in the way you know moving to mescal and this you know the fortuitous trip of 1986 boy that was, includes a lot of people doesn't it it does right i mean thousands you yeah. in, in the way that in the book the way that you write about the men themselves it's a I, and i know that you did this with chantal right and she was kind of helping but there's this reverence for the masculinity that repeats. There's this theme, that this ruggedness, the mystique, this Lee Marvin kind of characteristic, right? And for you, is that one of the ways that you look at the process? Is like is it a very masculine one, very much of using your hands, much like creating your own art?
0: Yeah, but you mentioned Chantal, and i got to tell you that she is absolutely brilliant. And we worked uh, with Skype three days a week oh, cool. Okay. on the phone uh i went to new york three times and hung out with her yeah she came down twice for 10 days to oaxaca and went to all of our villages yeah. as far north as puebla you know we yeah. we really uh collaborated completely so number one but um no i think there are women you know how the new york times now is kind of apologizing and doing obituaries of women uh that they passed over oh i didn't know that it's yeah, retroactively every going back. every day you know in the obituary column they're like going oh excuse us we, yeah. we kind of passed over this woman and she did this and so i think you know i and frontier women i think you know uh i love the i love women and i love uh the goddess yeah. and matriarchy i love it
1: do you have a particularly feminine side mm-hmm. as well do you feel sure. that balance yeah no yeah. i do yeah has that come out in I your th- work you think i think so yeah yeah Mescal itself too thinking about that even composed by men now it's not always craft but there are women makers and absolutely
0: our our produce our producer uh luis carlos uh vasquez in santa catarina minas mm-hmm. works hand in hand with alejandrina his partner she works as hard as he does yeah and you know it's weird that uh i think people are starting to give attention to the support that women put in um uh passiano cruz in alasco and san luis mm-hmm. his two daughters emma and mary lou have always helped yeah um there are women's you know of course there are always women behind a good man but yeah, right. but there are women out front too good they're doing good, yeah.
1: There're obviously many details about your relationship with mescal in the book, but one thing I wanted to ask you is when if you can think of it like this, when you came to terms and kind of finally understood mescal and you for the beautiful thing it is, the artistic thing, what kinds of colors actually do you see when you drink mescal? Oh, okay. <laughs> um
0: well, I, I want to just put something in right now, sure. and that is that I never had any idea of creating a business uh, or a company. Yeah. Uh, all I wanted to do was make sure that I was able to share it with me and my friends. That's a best reason. Yeah, people make a big deal out of it, but, uh, you know, like tasting Toba Siche's pure yellow for me yeah you know? that's cool it's uh you know and then i don't go too far like shades of violet or yeah i don't do that is
1: anything b- a true blue color for you because that's uh one that's no. P- no 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 blues okay no
0: Interesting. france klein oh, the yeah. artist yeah, yeah france klein international blue yk blue yeah you know ykb but he so he no.
1: when did I'm yeah, big Klein fan. I have some of his work in my my home actually. Now they're they're reprints, right? But, yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, for some reason, blue is a recurring one for me. I don't know why. Maybe because it's so emotive. Uh, Bob Irwin uh,
0: says something about the back of your uh, eye is actually a violet color. Oh, really? Violet blue, yeah. Oh,
1: so perhaps I've been seeing it all along. Actually, yeah, right. Literally.
0: So it's part of our our experience um i love that it's a very artificial color you barely it's a good point it's beautiful you know at uh dawn and dusk when you get into a blue zone like
1: that it's yeah really beautiful very very meditative for me. yeah
0: i don't relate it to uh
1: taste at all though. interesting yeah. interesting so 1995 the big year 54 cases I think is what yeah, right. came in Big time. right dude right. You, like i have a yeah. pile of fescal, and you can share it with the world you know
0: well i wasn't sharing it with the world i was getting it in in albuquerque new mexico for me and my friends yeah and uh, the uh, us customs applauded That's so cool yeah you know it was like a touching thing to have these tough you know, legal thing. guys, you know,
1: like go, yeah,
0: man, you made it, you know.
1: I think that's a great, I mean, I was just talking to Evan before, you know, you were eating upstairs. And it's like the brand has been around so long and organically been growing and reaching people in the purest ways, but it didn't affect us until far later, you know? Yeah. And that, I wouldn't say it's a struggle, but that growth and that momentum with you at the helm and this your baby and trying to be a conduit into these people's lives and you said it's uh, it takes you directly to that time and place like a snapshot these bottles do right this mescal but was it a really difficult process for you did you feel weathered to go and bring these bottles in one hey li-
0: man, at a time? we're coming on uh march it'll be 24 years oh, that's crazy uh my uh, my uh, uh, philosophy was one person, nose to nose at a time. Yeah. Or nose to nose, one person at a time. And just sitting down like we're communicating and sharing. Right. I was willing to do that because I loved it. You yeah. Know, and that was it.
1: It is it is one of the best conversation liaisons there is. That's yeah, a, it really works, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> it's helping me, Stigi. Thank you, Ron. What do you think? Were people ready in the 90s for Mescal? Do you think the cocktail... No, I love it
0: that they weren't. Um, It was kind of unsettling and frustrating. And, you know, like, I'll tell you. In the 90s, I I flew to St. Louis, Missouri. Mm -hmm. Broke. Got into the cheapest motel I could get in. Um, our distributor, our new distributor, picked me up uh-huh. in the morning, it's Monday morning, cold. You know, to go over to the, the offices to educate. Mm-hmm. And a sales guy takes me out to a bar restaurant and it's now 11.30, they're not open. Uh, the owner's standing there and he goes do I have to taste this shit oh, man. and he goes hey Juan he shouts back to the kitchen hey Juan come here he says taste this mezcal Juan tastes the mezcal he goes yeah it's good but I like tequila
1: <laughs>
0: because no matter where Juan is from and probably illegal yeah His concept is the only thing that Americans respect about Mexico is tequila, culture, right? right. They don't know anything else. They know that. So I don't like mezcal. I like tequila. So we move forward to the trade towers, Uh and, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people from all nations die and mexicans are included Mm -hmm. so we've shared this international tragedy Mm -hmm. so i go back out i'm not so poor anymore but i go back out (laughs) it's cold it's monday morning it's always cold we go to a restaurant uh the sales guy introduces me to the owner the owner says i won't drink this shit but hey juan come here juan comes out he says taste this He's looking at our clay cups. He's going, what the hell is that? Juan goes, oh, yeah, the stuff that my grandfather drank. I love
1: mezcal. Amazing.
0: Because he didn't need to buy into his belief that Americans only knew and admired tequila. That's a very proud moment. It was a very great moment. Yeah. So I would say that all uh, Mexicans that are here have a different feeling about being here now. Yeah. And um, it was a big change for me in terms of education and appreciation.
1: The conversations must have gotten easier for you. Much. I like that people may have thought that you were a rich man the whole time. I have. Swimming met. in money, right? Oh,
0: man. <laughs> uh, Howard Shapiro, the founder of Seas of Change, and I, uh, I think he's 80, I'm 75 uh you know we got together 20 years ago and we went he said we've both been retired all our lives you <laughs> never worked a day in your life yeah, right, right. Yeah. oh yeah right well make an art you know for yourself yeah so we both were retired all this time now he is like the uh head of organic food sourcing for mars corporation oh wow okay. the biggest food company family food company in the world and I'm making Dalma gay, you know? Yeah. Well, we can work for 15 years. I mean, we've been retired all this time. It's nothing to go <laughs> right. to work. It's another you know? 15, right? Yeah, right.
1: You still out there in the field? I mean, I know you're doing... I the, am. The, you I like am. it, like touring and being a guest in a way, kind of like a rock star.
0: Mm, I really can't see myself as a rock star. No. no.
1: Because a part of a family? No, Somewhere?
0: I just don't see it. Um, I just see me as me, you know, yeah. so... But uh, I'm really thrilled to be a representative of these great Poloncaro families that produce mezcal the traditional ancient way and my job is to support them and thank them for continuing to make
1: mezcal the old way. Given that when there's blood in the water, the, blood sharks, water? the sharks come, right? And so uh, Mezcal is a category. Oh, yeah. No, it's the kind financial peace. It's, kind of <clears throat> it's just like
0: Austin and San Antonio and Venice Beach yeah. and anywhere. The world changes, you know.
1: Are you concerned about?
0: Well, I was so pissed off because I owned the entire category for 17 years. <laughs>
1: yeah it's not not a bad deal
0: how dare these mothers come (laughs) in here and go out there and make a deal and start bottling this stuff you know
1: well you're you're i was inspired
0: folks i was very pissed uh now um i've enabled all these 13 families i don't remember how many producers i mean we got eight or more 12 producers in Puebla in one village which is amazing yeah. uh you know we have uh uh we have two producers in San Luis we have uh Chichi Max Maximino mm-hmm. and Faustino father and son um we've changed people's lives uh it's been a gift for me and it's a gift to them yeah and that is an amazing thing to enable people to
1: blossom blossom yeah Completely, you know i think it's one of the things that i feel like your free-spirited nature i said in the best possible way has allowed you to never judge you see things for what they are and what they could be but you never it feels like there's this undying optimism in you do
0: you find that that's kind of no i feel like i'm pretty optimistic yeah, yeah. i can't i can't even imagine being pessimistic
1: yeah i can not get things know. done
0: right what that's got to wear you down man because
1: sure. you still have a hell of a smile for 75 it looks yeah. like you haven't worked a day in your life right? yeah right
0: <laughs> i have an uncle i don't know if he's still alive or not uh, he was the head of the he was the captain of the hollywood fire department mm. and he you know had a welding shop at his home you know and was into cars and stuff yeah. he was a cool guy bob and he said non illegitimate carborundum don't let the bastards grind you <laughs> you know <laughs> now i was 14 years old when yeah. he told me that i was like wow yeah right yeah, so um i think that You know, some people are not aware that they're pessimistic. They just get ground down by the world, you know? That's a great point. I feel horrible for that, you know?
1: How, being self-aware, which just kind of kicks into it as well, right? How important do you think that is, being honest with yourself to achieve better and great things?
0: Well, I think, being self-aware, you have to stay focused on what your mission is. Yeah. yeah.
1: Do you meditate? Uh,
0: you know, meditate is uh, not a good word for me. No. Because it formalized an act of cosmic awareness, you know. Right. Um, I spent one year alone in my studio in downtown LA, uh, and I had a sign on the front door. Uh, I had a loft upstairs, and on the downstairs door, there was a sign that said "Working. Please call first. Yeah. So for the first month or two, friends would call, trying to get me to come out. And I go, "Oh, thanks for calling. How you doing? No, I'm working." Yeah. Uh, see you next time. You know. And uh, during that time i'd wake up an hour later every week and go to bed an hour later and my clock went around 24 hours no kidding but every day at sunset and this this loft had pebble glass the wire glass with pebbles Uh so you couldn't see through it but i'd face west on a couch and i'd sit there and it would turn from orange to purple to black and i would get lost in Sitting there, yeah. and suddenly I'd be conscious of light coming not from the windows but from a light bulb, ray down into my head, you know. And so I've always, uh, you know, I've always uh, taken time to relax and not think about what's going on day to day, yeah. minute to minute. I used to, really beautiful thing. Probably I still do it. Sweep the studio.
1: I love sweeping.
0: You know, and you sweep, and and then you clean up everything, and then you adjust. That goes over there. That goes over there, and then you can lay down and take a nap. You know. Yeah. It's if that's meditation, okay, but I don't know.
1: I like that you you know you don't want to sanction it and have like a definition because I think I think you're right. I think it's a way of life to balance. Uh, introspection, retrospection, but also activity with the community people. And did you? That's I mean, that's a really interesting concept. the in a sense, the depriva- social deprivation in a way. Was it truly a year before you yeah. talked to somebody?
0: Yeah, wow. friend, friends pulled me out. They needed, they needed to use my space for a uh, dance performance workshop. Yeah. And we won't bother you. Can we just use that big I space? See. Yeah they got in, they there, in there it worked out uh you know so, so it's a good way of coming out too yeah it, it was a slow uh nice uh reintegration absolutely um but i've done that twice in my life i spent a year up in a mountain village uh-huh. in new mexico uh by myself watching the milky way at night and uh. the sun go over in the day and uh cooked on a wood stove and lived by kerosene light and fished uh in the stream that went by yeah you know. has it
1: been very healing for you those moments those sure times? Yeah. yeah
0: well they're they actually are recharging you know you yeah you come out of that you
1: don't need anything you know? yeah so you have a, <laughs> a mescal empire and maybe that's a too large word but for us a, well no is uh, that fair that's a good word right you're in a throne right now this chair is very king yeah right perno Ricard has ah, Empire right. now. Was that an interest in all money aside, but just from a responsibility perspective? It was fantastic. Good for you.
0: Yeah, Cuervo said we're going to buy you, and I went, "No, you're not." <laughs> Imbev, you know, thirty percent of all the beer in the world said, "We typically like to, like to invest ten million in a little project like yours." Yeah, and their attorney came and went. Yeah, we can use their authenticity. To create a, a Latin division to support oh, our cachasa, you know. No, guys, thank you. I'll reach out for you later. Bye, bye. Yeah. Um, Diagio, young guys, spent three years studying us. Yeah. Intensely, you know. We only talked to the half face. Come on, you. Guys. Yeah. Um, and then we got invited to Paris, and we met uh, four of us. Our uh, advisor and. Mike Gardner, my partner, and Steve Olson, my partner. Mm. Um, We sat down at a table with uh, uh, this fabulous uh, grandson of Paul Ricard, the founder. Mm. And uh, he looked at me, we were sitting next to each other, he looked at me and said, you know, my grandfather was an artist and he started this company. And you're an artist and you started your company and i want to be partners and he's an amazing cat and what would you think
1: he's like all right all right i'm gonna hear you out yeah
0: well it was 18 months of uh attorneys and accountants yeah. you know and and top level communications uh and openness and revealing who we are and what we do and how we do it and it came through and Alex Ricard is a real gentleman and uh, I had a grandfather my favorite grandfather uh, came from Russia in the 1800s mm-hmm. and went to New London Connecticut and when he was 18 years old he went I'm done with this shit <laughs> and he left America and went back to London
1: no kidding yeah
0: and after 30 years he came back and created a family and when I was 18 and I was in New York and I'm leaving for Europe he looks at me he says come on in my room here you know and he sits me down on the bed and he looks at me he says I only have one piece of advice for you always be a gentleman
1: oh that's absolutely perfect unbelievable yeah, yeah? you know my mom insured as my single mom insured that I was always a gentleman and honestly it has made my ability to impact the world in a positive way. Yeah. Far better than it ever oh, could yeah. have been. Yeah. You know? So you've now you can still create. Love is in your life. You're traveling. This is this beautiful book that's come out with it. the pictures are lovely as well. You have a chapter or two left for you. What is Yeah. What do you see as these last few chapters? <coughs> what are some things you would like to still achieve?
0: Well, one is assuring that there are people there that can carry the the mission yeah uh gabe bonfanti was born in taos he came and found me we had a negroni together in taos yeah. he said i'm i'm really interested in helping uh indian farmers cool i said okay come on uh he came down with his mom and dad and there's she's an artist his dad is a uh doctor's assistant Mm. and he goes out actually in a car and visits people that are ill out in the country you know yeah and uh they're sweet people gabe got a he was a professional ball player in italy and australia he got a degree at rotterdam and usc in conflict resolution nice the guy's so sweet yeah you can't ever argue with him you know he's an
1: expert in not arguing oh any. my god
0: <laughs> he's amazing so he also is the mayor of oaxaca i mean it, no not not literally elected but yeah. we joke about it because everybody knows him yeah uh and loves him and uh i can't think of a better person to take over what I do he's out in the villages every day Um, he's got a lot of soul he hears people you know yeah Um, Arturo Ramirez Antonio is a nine-year treasure for us he's born in Puebla he's a chemical engineer he's young Um, he Handles compliance and quality control mm. and he has a palette oh, great. that nobody in Mexico has. Um he's way beyond the beyond. Yeah. He and Steve Olson uh work on uh, you know, adjusting flavors, yeah. understanding flavors incredibly, you know. That's amazing. Um and then we have uh, you know, we have other people that do uh, run our bodega our mm-hmm. bottling and mito martinez i've known since he was 18 we just have a great crew so it's in good hands you feel so i need to leave it in good hands yeah and that's happening um but our new partnership is we've struggled for a year with the new norma de Mescal to uh-huh. uh squeeze and comply without changing yeah you know, and we've we've managed to do that. We have this incredible lab now with uh, you know with uh, the most sophisticated equipment we never had before. I was always happy to slip and slide a half a degree. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. uh, but now we you know we have legal concerns, and we have you know Bruno Ricard has zero tolerance. so you're at zero. if you say seventy four or ninety four or uh-huh. whatever that's where you can't you can't slip at all wow. so we're doing that and it took a while yeah um we've been building incredible new uh technologies for traditional mezcal making mm. that really changed the picture
1: it's i mean it's having just,
0: fun it's felipe camarena oh yeah carlos's brother mm-hmm. uh has given me his engineer no way. miguel who is like the most amazing dude and we're just coming up with
1: stuff you can't believe that's ca- i i'm excited for the fact that you can look at it in a new way using technology and using means ultimately like the finances to support that you know and i think it's going to create a product that's even more consistent than it's ever been yeah you know and i think that's what they're probably looking for too per Car. So maybe I, I mean i've always liked the little fudging of, i do too you know but i get like it no it's
0: not gonna you know it'll be consistent numerologically but there'll still be always that slight flavor thing where you you poke your tongue in your cheek and say where'd that apple come
1: yeah from? yeah know. so we've got i'm gonna ask just one more question okay and we you've got i bet an audience upstairs awaiting your arrival i have, have no idea i can hear them just scattering scat- yeah, above right? it yeah. So, you know, this is an interesting thing, and I know that you briefly touched on spending the last three weeks of your father's life together. As yeah. As, you know, uh, did he, this was mm-hmm. after or before the Mescal? After. Were you he, able, able to share that with him?
0: Well, he was a businessman, he was raised in the Depression. Mm. His dad was a gambler. So they were always out of money or flush in money. Yeah made him insecure he went through world war Two. Yeah. he came home and said never again moved the family to california he made sure that we all had recovered you yeah. know so i'm in art school and he's going calling me every two weeks you're going you selling any art and i go dad stop it yeah. i'm being real su- i've been invited to this show i'm in this museum you know, you selling in any art son yeah you know it was the businessman versus the the left brain versus the right brain right okay so all this went on there was a period i said if you do that again i'm not going to talk to you oh wow so there's a period for about four years where we didn't talk well that kind of ended and i was not very su- successful in his eyes in yeah. the beginning you know so what happened though i sat uh seshin at a zen monastery a friend of mine was the head monk outside the world mm-hmm. outside japan in yeah. the world for the world baker roshi so i went up just to hang out old buddy and I sat for two days. You know, you sit at four in the morning on a little uncomfortable cushion, and you sit there. Oh, yeah. Oh, it hurts. Oh, yeah. you know. And uh, when am I going to stop thinking? I got to call this. No, stop. When are you going to stop thinking? Oh, uh, yeah. I got to do this tomorrow. No, you know. You're just trying to like just not think. Yeah. You know. And all of a sudden, bong this gong rings four hours later bong and i realize that i'm looking at this white wall and there's this huge bronze disc with a silver aura around it on the wall on uh-huh. a plain white wall that i've been looking at and i've when this gong rings i realize that i've been focused on this cloud of sure color yeah and no thoughts so i never became conscious of when i stopped thinking you know so thank you by the way so my dad is laying in bed probably the day before he died and his eyes go away they i mean his you know you you see someone's eyes but the focus went way back he wasn't there I'm looking at him, you know. I'm kind of massaging his shoulders, massaging his feet. And I'm looking at him, and he's gone away. And I'm going, Is he alive? About 10 minutes later, he comes back. Where'd you go? <laughs> I don't know, but I saw this big bronze disc with this silver light around it. Go,
1: oh, my gosh. Hey, okay, dude. <laughs> Did you feel connected at that point it's, huh? it's, it's almost like the same random consciousness exactly experience yeah it was an amazing because some people think oh it's going to be words Some that it, it, it takes a hug or an i'm proud of you kind of thing but what about a similar experience completely random of consciousness that's amazing Ron, it's been absolute pleasure well, chatting you. with you. Yeah, nice talking with you. And great interview. Thanks, man. It's, it's super cool. I've, I've been wanting to talk to you for years, and it's, it okay. finally happened that we were both here. in San are Antonio. you the bartender here? No, Houston is. But you the, don't do that. No, I just uh, you, I'm, I'm a creator, musician. Cool. You know, just like all this stuff, and like I love the movies and the the art, man. All those guys you get all to right. hang out with, you know, so yeah. cool. So I can't wait to see what you're up to next. We're all kind of waiting to see because it's gonna be great. And i love to see an action upstairs, signing some books. Okay. Thanks so much, Ron. I appreciate it. When we're off the record. All right. We're going to go off the record. Three, two, one. one. Thanks, Ron. Great. So there we have it. The grandfather, the father of Mescal, as we see this category booming. And in 1994, 95, the first drops came into the United States, and the story was set in motion sitting downstairs at the Esquire tavern with Ron everybody was upstairs besides Leslie my beautiful partner who was sitting in that room and honestly the three of us getting to share that moment and talking about his life no one else down there you know it was an incredible experience and I maybe didn't know exactly how nuanced and all this stuff you know it's kind of like performing in a sense right you don't always remember exactly how fast things go or maybe every note that you play but Listening back to this interview is just an amazing experience. So thanks, everybody, for listening to Show to V with Mike G. No matter what type of mezcal you're drinking right now or if you're saying, man, I really got to pick up that Finding Mezcal book, which you should. It's really beautifully written. Please, keep drinking.